The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Yes, with your host, Vincent Jenna. This is Vincent Jenna live on the Stop Stopping Yourself show where we talk about every aspect of your life that might interfere, get in the way, block, cause a hump, cause a detour, whatever it is that keeps you from completely fulfilling and creating the life you want and fulfilling all of your dreams. That's what this show is all about. And I hope everybody had an incredible Thanksgiving. Um, there, We talked about Thanksgiving the week before, the show before, actually, um, really wanting to set an understanding with everybody about what there is to be thankful for, how to be thankful. I even quoted a passage from the Bible when God created the earth and the heavens and saw that it was good. That was the first comment of gratitude expressed in life. And we should follow suit in what God was expressing. God was expressing its appreciation for what it had just created. And that's exactly what we should be doing. So I hope everybody took the opportunity to appreciate yourself, appreciate the opportunities you've attracted to you, appreciate what you've created for yourself. And and here's the thing, even if there's things you don't appreciate, because that's who we are, we not only manifest and create what we want, a lot of times we manifest and create what we don't want, right? Because we do that unconsciously. And in listening to this show and other shows here on Unity, we're attempting to create and manifest consciously all that we want and eliminate that what we don't want. But here's the thing about that to appreciate. Okay, you appreciate even learning opportunities and every single thing that you manifested that you don't want is a learning opportunity. Oh, I'm never going to do that again. Or, oh, I got to up my game over here and my self-belief. I feel a little weak at it uh, because of what I just manifested. I know I have with everything, whether it be anything I've manifested in my health. I don't I don't batter myself. That's that's the important thing we all have to learn is you've got to be gentle on yourself. It 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 serves a great purpose to be gentle on yourself, several purposes. Number 1, it it keeps you from feeling so horrible, okay? Um horrible feelings begat other horrible feelings. They don't create or manifest anything positive, right? So when you feel bad about yourself, you can actually keep creating reasons to feel bad about yourself. So forgiveness and letting it go is is really important. 
Um, number two, there is nothing that you can create for yourself that is so horrible. I, I mean, I, I, I know that sounds um, ridiculous with those that may be suffering a, a terminal disease. It's like Vincent. Is like, what are you talking about? If I manifest my death, that's not terrible? No, actually, it's not because you can't die. You're not dying, just your physical body is. Okay, so maybe you lost some other opportunities, but there will be other ones you will create. Look, unity and science of mind is about spiritual understanding. Don't hold on to just physical understanding the physicality of the world. There's more to life than the physical, and you've got to constantly, you can't pick and choose when you want to be spiritual and when you want to be human. You want to be both and have an understanding. So no, is it terrible? I mean, other than pain and suffering, you know, that's the, the bad part, but, but even, even that's forgivable for yourself. Okay, that's forgivable for yourself. You need to be able to forgive yourself even when you hurt yourself. Hold on. Okay, that was very profound because I sneezed on that. I always sneeze on profound statements. Okay, so you've got to forgive yourself even when you hurt yourself. And it's three, it allows us to keep moving forward if you don't feel so bad about the things that you've manifested that you don't want. Even if you manifest people in your life that you don't want, we have to be able to move forward, to constantly grow. You cannot grow when you're in deep sorrow and you are in that hole of, of whether it be self-pity, whether it be uh, the victimization feeling, whether it be self-denigrating thoughts, you can't grow with any of those thoughts. You have to be able to move forward. Everything is forgivable. A matter of fact, the word forgiveness was created by humans, not by spirit. There is no such word in spirit's dialogue or language. We developed that. Um, we developed it over the idea and the illusion that we need to be forgiven for our sins that came from a religion. Right? We make mistakes, and like I said, they're just more learning opportunities. And so um, we have to let go of those things. You know, How many times have we heard, oh, you disappointed me? We have to let go of that and realize that disappointment is an illusion. <laughs> it's just a choice. It's just um, something we did. If anybody is in the Raleigh area uh, tomorrow, um, tomorrow evening, join me. Um, it's actually worth taking a trip here. I'm going to be at Spiritual Frontiers Fellowship and Joseph from Canaan is going to be speaking through me. I will be trancing and channeling Joseph. Joseph always speaks a lot of wise words for people. And there's been a lot about uh, the illusions of life coming up lately, so I don't doubt he is going to be speaking about illusions and the things that we choose to hold on to. As a matter of fact, 
All of that has to do with the show that I'm going to be doing today and talking about. I'm talking about sleep, human sleep. It seems like such a ridiculous topic to spend an entire radio show for. But let me tell you something about it. It is such a problem in the world today. I can spend months on it and still not get it resolved. And what needs to be resolved? What needs to be resolved is the way we're sleeping, people. I mean, oh my goodness, it's person after person that tells me how they sleep. And and we're not talking just a few, a minority. We're talking a majority of the people in the world do not sleep correctly. And I'm not talking about the type of bed you're sleeping in or whether you're a stomach sleeper, a back sleeper, or a side sleeper. I'm talking about the quality of your sleep. It's become, the majority of people do not sleep correctly, and that could be you who's listening right now. I feel head shaking and going, oh, yes, definitely. Oh, no, I can't sleep. I have friends that literally just tell me, oh, no, I don't sleep. I don't sleep. You'd be dead if you don't sleep, just so that you know that. So you've got to get some type of sleep. But I can tell you right now, it it doesn't seem like we require a lot of sleep because you've gotten so used to not sleeping correctly that the attitude becomes, well, this is just my sleep pattern. It's me. But guess what, people? It will catch up to you like a lost train speeding down a track at 120 miles an hour and cannot stop. Eventually, it's going to crash or derail. And so are you. Eventually, you're going to crash and derail. And how do you know you're not crashing and derailing now? And you've just learned to cope with it. Sleep is some of the most important stuff that we need to do for our physical bodies here. It allows our bodies to replenish itself. It allows the heart to slow down. It allows all of the nutrients that are being carried through our body to be totally absorbed It allows our brain to stop thinking. Oh my gosh. It needs to stop thinking. It Even meditation isn't enough for the brain to stop thinking. It needs to be able to go into the different states. Alpha, theta, data. It doesn't make a difference which state it goes in. REM, rapid eye movement state. It, it just absolutely needs it. And the average human body requires seven to eight hours a day. Now, I know people are listening right now and going, seven to eight hours a day? I don't have seven or eight hours to sleep. I'm so busy. I've got so many things to do, I don't even think about sleep. Four hours. That's the average so that you know out there. The average person today sleeps between four and five hours and no more than that. And the quality of those hours are even less. And that's sad. So so let me talk about some of the sleep disturbances that there are out there. Okay, and 
Well, they've even, even the, the psychology field and the psychiatry field added a disorder in order to try to treat it called restless leg syndrome. Oh my God. How come there isn't abiding the fingernail syndrome? That should be a disorder too. Everything that we have a habit, we put down in a disorder book because somebody needs to to qualify and validate and also excuse why things are happening um, in their lives. Oh, the reason why I can't sleep properly is I've got this biological disorder called restless leg syndrome. They all make me laugh, these disorders. I was a psychotherapist. Remember, I have all that training, so I have all the understanding of the human mind. Restless leg. Of course your legs are going to be restless if there's other things going on within you. Restless fingers, restless arms, restless lips. Restless dreams. So, yes, restless leg syndrome is one of those sleep issues. The rests are not being able to fall asleep, insomnia. Or um, waking up when you do fall asleep. They're, they're, it's, it is common. Okay, it, The majority of people... I would venture to say at this point, now granted, I have not, let's see, I've not spoken to the majority of 8 billion people yet, but I'm getting up there and they wake up at three o'clock in the morning. How many of you right now, and I've talked about this before briefly, but how many of you right now, raise your hand, I can see your hands. How many of you right now wake up at three or four o'clock in the morning? Three o'clock in the morning, boom, hand is up. Every two hours, hand is up, boom. I've heard that recently. I've heard that before too. But three o'clock in the morning happens to be the most common of the sleep issues. A matter, matter of fact, if, if we minimize the lowest sleep issue, the smallest sleep issue there is, is people saying they get up at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, they'll fall asleep. I can fall asleep. But I get up at three o'clock in the morning every day, three o'clock in the morning. Now, some of these sleep disorders you actually train yourself into. We'll talk about the cause of the sleep disorders in a moment. So I just want to briefly say that. So yes, waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning is extremely common for people. Others are, again, having a very, very light sleep. And how do you know you're sleeping lightly? Okay, there are some people now dreams and, and right after me is dream Dr. Kelly Sullivan Walden. It's, it's worth listening to her. But I also started off with dreams because Joseph, my guide is Joseph, an amazing te- technical dream coach, Joseph. He Joseph, he's the Joseph who is the dream interpreter in, in the, um, the first five books of the New T- Old, Old Testament, excuse me, not the New Testament, the Old Testament, right? He was one of the major biblical characters. And he used to interpret dreams. Well, dreams are very important. However, 
they only you only remember them at a certain dream state or level and it's not the deepest level it's the lightest level it's actually when you're coming in and or out of a dream of a sleep state do you remember your dream so if you wind up having several dreams in one evening and I'm not just talking two or three. That's normal. It's normal to have two or three, maybe even four. But if you wind up having even more than that, that means you're sleeping too lightly. And if you don't remember your dreams at all, which is another common problem, it's because you're sleeping too deeply. Again, I'll talk about the causes of all of this. I mean, the human body knows what it needs to do. And the only thing that gets in the way of its balance and what it needs to do is us. We get in the way of the processes that go on within the body, the natural processes. And when it comes to dreaming and it comes to sleeping, we get in the way of that the most. So if you have so many vivid dreams, it's not because you're specifically artistic or imaginative. It's because you may not be sleeping right. Then, of course, the content of your dreams can cause you to have sleep disturbances. Uh, Very stressful dreams will wake you up. Nightmares wake you up. You cause yourself to awaken as a, as a protective mode. Your brain will do that. Remember I told you the brain has two highest functions. The two highest functions are to keep us alive and to protect us. Well, it protects us even while we're sleeping, which is why we need to sleep to start with. So it can continue to protect us. But during the sleep, sleep it protects us. Most people are not aware that our bodies go into certain paralytic states at certain times during our sleep. And the reason why it does that is to protect us because the brain continues, the unconscious brain continues to go through its different states and even unconscious thoughts, which is what dreams are. And you know in your dreams where you can't run when you need to run? Somebody's chasing you. Oh, and you're trying and you're struggling and maybe you're dreaming that your feet are stuck to the ground or you're in quicksand a lot, quicksand, right? Or you're trying to yell and uh, you can't get the words out. And, and then maybe sometimes you do and your partner, if you have a partner that's sleeping next to you, they're moving you. Oh, wake up. You're having a nightmare. Oh, my gosh. Because you're making all of this noise, right? Well, in actuality, the reason why you can't yell and you can't move is because you're paralyzed. And you're paralyzed purposely. 
So you can't be running while you're having dreams. That's what sleepwalking and sleep talking are all about. Those are people who actually have a disorder or dysfunction in their brain that keeps them from going into a paralytic state. So when they're dreaming, they're walking, they actually get out of their bed and they walk around. Now, here's what's interesting about this. Because of that phenomena, there was a product, a sleeping product, Ambien. Ambien is a sleep aid. Well, Ambien has been known to cause severe sleeping problems. Yes, it will put you into a certain level of sleep, but what it does not do is allow people to become paralyzed. And so they're up walking around. There have been so many reports of people on Ambien who've gained weight because in the middle of the night, they went and binged out in their refrigerator. There's also been dangerous reports that people in sleeping have gone out to their cars or have physically abused people because they're having a dream that something is threatening them and they start beating up the person who's sleeping next to them. Or they go find the person in another room. These are crazy things, people. But yes, they've been experienced over and over again, all because of sleep and sleep disorder. You're not supposed to be needing to take something to fall asleep. Your body knows how to do it by itself. Again, we're getting in the way of the process. That's why I wanted to do this show today. So that can tend to happen. But yes, you're supposed to be paralyzed. And and the proof of that is there will be times you will awaken before you become conscious, before your body comes out of the paralytic state, and all of a sudden, you can't move your arm, you can't move your leg, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't feel it, I can't move it, what's wrong? And people begin to panic. Some people panic because they're not taught or realize that that's very natural and normal, but they awoke before their physical body had a chance to become unparalyzed. But that is all normal. You're supposed to be doing that. That's not abnormal. It allows you to sleep. Tossing and turning keeps you from going into that paralytic state. Again, sleep, 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 sleep. So those are some of the disorders. People not being able to fall asleep. People not being able to stay asleep. Waking up every two hours, three hours, or staying up all night long and drifting in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. I don't care what, or having nightmares, stressful dreams. I don't care what the disorder is now. We need to talk about the causes. The causes are very important. Your sleep will tell you exactly how you are living. It, it actually is such a learning tool, your sleep and your dreams. The, the, the messages in your dreams are very important, and we can use that as a complete communication tool. But I'm telling you right now, and, and um, I'm not sure if, if, if Kelly will go along with this or not. I'm sure she will. But 
for you to take care of your sleep the right way, you will have much better dreams that will provide the guidance and the messages that you were looking for during the day. But you've got to correct your sleep patterns first because then you'll only have the stressful dreams versus the helpful dreams. But even the stressful dreams you can use to your benefit. Again, it's letting you know. Here is the thing. When I am dreaming, and the moment I have any type of stressful dream, I don't have nightmares anymore, which is good, but I will have dreams that I feel stress in. And when I'm having that, it means only one thing. So here's one cause of stressful dreams. It means there's something I'm not paying attention to on an emotional level during my conscious state of being that is causing me to feel bad. I'll repeat that. A stressful dream is completely caused by something that you are not dealing with emotionally during your conscious state of being awake and 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 that's not including those telepathic or or clairvoyant dreams people have clairvoyant dreams like they can dream that um, there's going to be a plane crash or a war or something like that but quite honestly you're not even supposed to be having that unless you can do something about it nobody is supposed to have stressful dreams Informative dreams, yes. Pleasant, enjoyable dreams, yes. Even physical dreams, yes. Spiritual message dreams, absolutely. Stressful, you're going to hell or there's going to be a, a nuclear attack and or a plane crash and you can't do anything about it, no. But you're not supposed to be getting those messages during the day either. You know, there are psychics and mediums out there who get all of these these painful messages, but there's nothing to do about it. It's going to happen with or without their interference or their guidance. Now, if you get something stressful, like say you have a dream about a son, a daughter, a loved one, absolutely, chances are you can do something about that. We're going to talk more about this on the other side of the commercial break and definitely about the causes because the causes are what it's all about. And I'll be giving you the ideas of how to change them, what is causing your sleep disturbance, and finally, how to allow your human self to be able to sleep well so you can live well. So sure to join me here on the other side of the commercial break. This is Vincent Janet with the Stop Stopping Yourself show on unityonlineradio.org. Thank you for joining me today. I'll see you in just a minute. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. 
Yes, welcome back. This is Vince and Jenna, and today we're talking about sleep and how wonderful it is and how beautiful. You know when you have that great sleep and you wake up feeling so refreshed and 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 fantastic and even the feeling of falling asleep on a nice mattress with a beautiful pillow i especially love the winter time we like keeping my wife and i like keeping the room cool even in the summertime so that we can bring up the blanket now she doesn't sleep with blankets i can't believe her she throws them off but i like the blankets i love cuddling under and especially a nice crisp 30 degree evening um, yeah, I don't like it when it gets too cold. Um, I even have onesie pajamas I got myself because I love feeling snuggled and warm. I love feeling warm when it's cool outside. I mean, it's so enjoyable, and yet there are so many people who don't even talk about the quality of their sleep or who talk refer to it like it's a, a chore. Ugh. I got to go to bed. I know I'm not going to sleep tonight. Oh, geez, I'm not looking forward to this. My goodness, you're supposed to be looking forward to going to bed after a nice, productive day, and yet we don't. And and that's another disorder is is the the stress about sleep for so many people. Um, I mean, I I I know I I have a really good friend and and. Um, she can never, you know, I don't sleep right. I just don't sleep. That's all she says. No, I don't look forward to sleep. I don't sleep. I can't sleep. I get up and I just go to work. Um, I, and a couple, a couple of my clients say the exact same thing. And that so they're, they're not even getting the chance to enjoy sleep. I, a matter of fact, what's been happening as you get older, sleep does change and the requirement of sleep changes. Actually, seniors, this is different than infants and babies. Okay, infants and babies require a lot of sleep. And the reason why they require a lot of sleep is because the brain is going through the process of causing the body to develop and to grow. And that requires a tremendous amount of energy. So yes, so then babies sleep more. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum are seniors. Seniors will sleep less. We're actually, science has shown that seniors can get along very well with four to five hours of sleep. Because number one, they go right into sleep. A senior lays down, boom, yeah, they're out. Okay, and then four or five hours later, they're up. You know, five o'clock in the morning, they're up. Um, they enjoy it that way. They, their bodies, the the way the 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 blood circulates and the heart pumps, um, it's easier for them to to get the the nutrition that they need. They don't require as much energy. They don't use as much energy as young folk do because we're not building houses at 80 years old, right? When there are some that are still I have a neighbor whose 93-year-old father still plays tennis. But that's about, he plays tennis, but he doesn't go and climb mountains after he plays tennis. He doesn't um, he decide to, you know, build some structure, like I said, or or do a marathon after he plays tennis. He plays tennis. Some people do a marathon, but they're running slower. So they exert less 
energy. Therefore, they need to replenish less energy. So that's when sleep will change. So what causes, what does your sleep pattern say about the way you're living? Everything. Everything. Okay? Just as same as the outcome of your life and what you have in it and what you don't have in it reflects your manifesting beliefs about yourself. We've talked about that before. So the things that you would like and desire in life that you don't have, chances are it's because there's something getting in the way of you manifesting that. Your lack of belief you deserve it. Your lack of belief you're good enough for it. Your lack of belief of anything. That couldn't cause you manifesting what you don't like. So that's what appears in your life is one way of determining what your inner beliefs are. But the other way of determining how you're living, are you living in peace? Are you living balanced? Are you living out of balanced? Are you living in fear? That will all come out in your sleep and dreams. Now, I am going to totally burst the myth of peeing and sleep. All right? This is an unbelievable excuse that we have used for ourselves as humans to to qualify why we don't sleep well. And I've spoke about this before and you've heard this before. You are not waking up several times during the night because you have to pee. And I don't care if you are a senior. I will repeat this again. You are not waking up in the middle of the night or any time during the night because you have to pee. Now, that is 99.9% of the times. However, there is that 0.01% of the time that your bladder is too full and you will be awakened in order to pee. But usually the way you know that is, number one, you drank a gallon of water or um, had a lot of alcohol or beer or wine before you went to bed. And you'll also have dreams of having to go to the bathroom. That's also an indicator that your bladder is full. And it will wake you up in order for you to go to the bathroom. But that's on a rare occasion. Waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning and going to pee is not because you have to pee. This is what happens again. Now, your bladder in itself, besides your body at times going in and out of a paralytic state, your bladder turns off for the purpose of allowing you to sleep. It knows you are sleeping. There are functions in your body that actually can stop or slow down or be hindered in order to allow you to sleep. And peeing and pooping are two of them. And and so what will...
happen, though, is the moment your body becomes unsleep, out of the sleep state, starting to awaken, starting to become stimulated, instantaneously your bladder will wake up. Okay, and actually your bladder wakes up before your intestines wake up, which is why sometimes it takes a while while you're walking around before you do have to defecate. But your bladder will instantaneously wake up after you wake up. However, you have to wake up first. Understand that. Get that through your minds. You have to wake up first before your bladder wakes up. So it is not your bladder that causes you to wake up. It's you waking up that causes your bladder to have to go to the bathroom and wake up. So what's causing that sleep disturbance then if it's not the bladder and you having to pay? Pee, sorry. It's about stress in your life completely. Bottom line it. It's your stress and the way you think and are handling your stress. Just the mere fact alone that you have stress means that you are not living in a state of spiritual understanding because spiritual understanding eliminates stress. The stress, well, I've got bills I have to pay. Well, spiritual understanding allows you to realize that we are capable of being fully abundant, that money can come in at any time and all times if we just allow them and manifest it, if we believe in that. Spiritual understanding helps your health. That spiritual understanding allows you to get the job that you need or the work done in the job. So every single thing, an item in your life that you are looking at that you feel causes your you stress it's because of the way you're thinking about it and professionally in the psychological field there's actually a stress chart so when a person comes in for therapy or counseling a counselor will take out the chart and go okay let's see why you have anxiety all right and he goes through the chart and on that chart is listed Back when I was in an actual office, we had, it was 22 different items. I can assure you that they've added several items on top of that, um, as, especially since the, um, the Internet and use of computers has become far greater. There are definite things about using them and electronics that have caused more stress in people's lives. So I can assure you there's more than 22 items on this list, but it goes all the way from getting married to d being sick and dying. And they put points on there as to the level of stress. So now you sit there and you're talking with the therapist and the therapist is, is writing that, okay, so, um, all right, so you lost your job. Oop, let's check that off. Oh, wow, that's a lot of stress points here. So we're going to put that down there. Oh, you just got in some bills, so you're financially in debt. Oh, well, mm, now add that with the job loss. Yeah, you got a lot of bills. Oh, you just moved to a new home. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. We got some points on that. Let's check that off. 
Um, oh, oh, you just fell in love. Oh, yeah, it feels great, but it does cause stress. New partner, yeah. So let's add that all up. Add this, 1, 7, and 14, 22, 23, 30, 35, 40. And, and what, carry the 1 over, bring in 7. Oh, my goodness, you have 78 stress points. No wonder why you have anxiety. Let's put you on some anxiety medication. And I'm serious. That's exactly what's done and how it's done. So now you've been excused as to why you have stress in your life. You're absolutely right. Yep, I understand it. No wonder. No wonder why you can't sleep. No wonder. Got all these stressful things here. We're going to give you medication and that's going to help you with everything. Nonsense. It doesn't help you with anything. It just is a Band-Aid. And in actuality... People who are even taking stress medication still have sleep issues because you you don't medicate unless you're taking a sleeping aid. There is no anti-anxiety meds that can help your sleep or thoughts. You see, what anxiety meds do is control the serotonin and norepinephrine and those hormones in your brain that make you feel that physical feeling of anxiety or that physical feeling of depression. It, it controls the chemical aspect. But one thing that meds can't do is stop you from thinking. They can't stop your thoughts. Your thoughts keep going. And if your thoughts keep going, I don't care how much medication you're on. They're going to have to deaden your brain and give you a lobotomy. And then maybe you'll stop thinking and then you can remove and get rid of all of that. Finally, you'll be able to sleep if everybody has a lobotomy and destroys the front portion of your brain there. um, You won't think the same way anymore. And now you'll get good sleep. But of course, you won't know that you're getting good sleep because you'll have no thoughts to think about it, enjoy it, or feel it. But you'll be able to survive and live and walk around like a zombie. And I'm not making a joke of that intentionally. Well, I am making a joke of it intentionally. I'm not doing it to to ridicule. I'm doing it to let you understand how pervasive this issue is you need your sleep but in order as as with everything in our lives here's what's so interesting about who we are everything to do with the human body everything to do with what we manifest in our lives everything to do with our experiences our growth our fulfillment our enjoyment, our sorrows, our hurts, our pains, our ups, our downs, everything to do with our lives and living them has all to do with the way you think and the way you believe. Nothing happens to us without those thoughts and those beliefs. Remember, like we said, there's no victimization. We create everything in our lives, including our sleep disturbances. You must 
heal yourself. You must bring to the surface. I keep talking. This is all my work. That's what the Stop Stopping Yourself show is all about. My programs, my writing, my teaching, my my mission is to help people bring to the surface that which you're sweeping under the carpet, that you're shoving in your unconscious mind, because it's all going to come out. It's all going to come out one way or another. It's why I sit and I look in my dream myself and my sleep that I sleep well. Yes, I did. Okay, great. Then I've got balanced thoughts. I had balanced thoughts for the the day and I did my practice and I was walking my talk. Oops. I had some stressful dream. I felt like I was tossing and turning. Let me examine what went on during the day that I didn't take care of. Oh, I know what it is. We were talking. My wife and I were talking. She was bringing up some of the bills and I got stressed out, but I wasn't paying attention to it. I'm so used to not allowing myself to feel stress and to do something about it that I automatically hit it and it came out in my dream. Okay. Thank you, dream. Thank you. Thank you, sleep for letting me know I've got something to work on because I want to be able to sleep. And that's what I do to assess my life and my day so that I can totally control my thoughts. Why do you think the concept of mindfulness and living in the here and now is so important? We keep thinking that it's so that we can appreciate this particular moment we're living in right now. Yeah, that's part of it. But guess what? The major part of it is so that we can pay attention to what we're thinking. If everything in our lives, including the experiences we're having in the here and now in the moment, is totally 100% reliant upon what we are thinking, then don't you think that that's the most important aspect of being in the here and now? So we can control what we're thinking so with those thoughts, those quick automatic responses that the subconscious mind kicks in don't get away from us. So that way that night... We're not sleeping right, we're not dreaming right, and it's letting us know something went past us without us paying attention to. That's the one of the major reasons, if not the, the most important reason for being mindful, is being mindful so that you can change in the moment, in the moment, that thought you had that isn't positive, that you don't let it get away. And in that moment of changing it, Guess what? You just create a new experience that in that moment you can enjoy. You can't enjoy your here and now when your brain is packed away with all these nonsensical beliefs. It has to distract you from them, right? It's the protective mechanism. It's the defense mechanism. If you allow your subconscious part to take over... It is going to distract you from the here and now because it doesn't want you to know that in the here and now you're feeling bad. In the hearing now, you're feeling stressed. So it will do what it needs to do to keep you from feeling the here and now. So therefore, you may be faking it while you think you're in the here and now. You're really not in the here and now because if you were in the here and now, you would realize whether you're happy, whether you're sad, whether you're joyous, whether you're grieving right now in this moment and not forgetting 
cutting it, pushing it aside or anything like that. And no matter what you're feeling, then you can change it. You can revamp it. You can restructure it. So that way your moment is now more positive. And when your moments are more positive, so will your sleep be as well as your manifesting life. You can't hide from yourself. And your sleep is proof of that. And then your health is proof of that. Your health and your sleep. There was another point I was going to make about sleeping, but we went off on this and I'm, I'm hopefully before the show is over, I will get that moment back. Another reason why you can have sleep disturbances, um, but definitely worries, fears, and doubts that get in there. You've got to take care of your worries, fears, and doubts, and you can't be using things as excuses to have worries, fears, and doubts. My children, my husband, my partner, my job, my boss, hey, all of that. Your sleep will allow you to know whether or not you're vulnerable for a health issue. Like I said, it, you can become a train wreck if you do not take care of your sleep pattern. You know, I, I've got too many people and, it, it, and, and it's it's in science about the human body. I have doctors that I've spoken with about this, that they say there there are many, many disorders that give you warning signs beforehand, like especially when they're talking about heart attacks and things like that. Most people get warning signs beforehand. They've had pains in their chests. They, they have a tough time breathing maybe, right? Something leads up to it. I know that happened to me. Absolutely. They can ignore it, but it doesn't mean that they don't have it. So most disorders will have something leading up to it, okay? Um, so it's not that there, it's sudden and shocking. But there are also many disorders that happen instantaneously, an accumulation of some unseen things going on in the body, and then boom, all of a sudden, the disorder makes itself prevalent. Uh, for example, I'm just using this as an example, and I'm not a doctor, I'm just repeating what my doctor says. Vitamin D deficiency. Right? There's a lot of people experiencing vitamin D deficiency because now because of melanomas, everybody is, has to put suntan lotion on. And because of putting all the suntan lotion on, they're not absorbing or getting the right vitamin D from the sun that we naturally get from being outside. I'm not convinced that the sun is causing melanomas. All right. If you're show me, show me research of people that are not living a stressful life, peaceful, loving, wonderful, spiritual beings that are eating right, show me that they're getting melanomas, melanomas, and then maybe I believe that the sun is causing this issue. But they can't do research on pure people because there's no such thing. Not really. So a melanoma, this is a vitamin D deficiency, right? The doctor had told me that all of a sudden, something can instantaneously happen. You can have a heart attack. You can have anything happen. Wake up one morning, boom, you've got a disorder, a major disorder because of a vitamin D deficiency. So, so many things that do happen with the human body that take a while to lead up to it. Oh, even lung cancer, by the way. 
Um, I used to smoke until I was 50 years old. Yes, I did. And I stopped. But believe it or not, I am getting notices from my insurance company to go for low dose PET scans of my lungs because even though it's been over 30 years. No, I'm sorry. What am I saying? It's been over 15 years since I stopped smoking. It was 33 years that I smoked. It doesn't matter. Um, and even if my lungs have shown to be clear right now, that cancer can pop out in my lung 20 years, 30 years later after I stopped smoking. How many people developed lung cancer years after they stopped smoking? So you've got to understand the human body and what we're manifesting in it. So don't turn around and say, I'm used to not sleeping. Just understand, because that's also saying I'm used to not thinking correctly in life. You know, I'm used to living by habit alone. Don't do that. We've got all this wonderful stuff that we can use and that we know and this knowledge we have about ourselves. Let's take advantage of that. We're magnificent beings. And I want everybody to have an incredible holiday and be able to sleep through it and enjoy their sleep, waking up, feeling great, feeling refreshed. I wish all of you that. Take care of your awaken time, your thinking time, don't suppress your feelings, deal with them all, and then come back to this show and learn even more that you can do to stop stopping yourself. So we're at the end of that time now, and thank you for joining me. I appreciate all of you. You can check out my website at vincentjenna.com to see some of the events that are coming up for me, especially my big event at Kripalu on December 27th, 28th, 29th. We're doing the Stop Stopping Yourself intensive workshop. Join me then. And also join us and Temple Hayes as well as such other wonderful spiritual luminaries on our Unity and Science of Mind cruise to the Caribbean, January 5th to the 12th. And stay tuned for such wonderful uh, hosts after me, uh, Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden and Temple Hayes and Diane Ray and have an incredible week and remember you are a magnificent being and you can't believe in anything until you believe and love yourself this is vincent jenna your host of the stop stopping yourself show on unity online radio everybody have a fabulous week god bless everybody thank you Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.